Hi guys, welcome to episode 2 of Harry Potter Mania. I'm your host, Abby, who just came back from a very long day of shopping. And I am super excited and about episode 2, and let's jump into it. Here we go! So before we talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, I'm going to talk about, as promised, the Brian Sesnick editions of Harry Potter. Um, so it's not that much different. There's just a different front and back, some different designs, different cover, and it's for the 20th anniversary. And of course, this isn't the only thing that Harry Potter has had their covers redone. They've got like Kabo uh, Kazu She did um um did some and then and also that the illustrated versions are coming are coming out and the first three are coming out. Let me look right now and see when the fourth one will be coming out. <laughs> so it's one of the top searches right now. So apparently you actually let me look real quick. So you can get the Goblet of Fire out in the Illustrated Edition. So you can pre-order it. I'd recommend pre-ordering it on Barnes and Noble or Amazon. And it's coming out October 8th, which is so soon. I am I am so excited. I'm going to put it on my pre-order list right now. And I'm super excited about this because Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire is probably my favorite book. I just love it because it's when the stakes get so high, but we shouldn't be talking about the Goblet of Fire just yet. So, yeah. We're done talking about the Brian Sesnick editions, at least for now. And also, I kind of do want to see when um, Harry Potter and the Order of Phoenix um, illustrated. See if they have the dates for when that comes out. So the illustrated edition, so the RID, so there's actually a thing about it. Um,
a bunch of pop-up stuff. Um, blah, blah, blah. So it says it will be released in fall of 2019. Um, so he already has some like pictures out. And I'm super excited for this to come out and for all of them to really come out. But you guys get the Goblet of Fire, which is the second longest book in the series. So that sure is a treat for the short time since the third one has came out. I thought it would be like this time next year, but it's coming out soon. So make sure to pre-order that as soon as possible. And let's get on with Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Alright, now that we've pushed the Brian Sesnick edition of Harry Potter out of the way, which I have as my bedside table right now, um, the box set, not just the individual books, um, <laughs> let's talk about Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. So, real quickly, let me get at the books, the book, not the books. <clears throat> One second. <sighs> do, 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 do. Oh, good. Okay. So this episode may be a little longer than last episode because I'm going to talk a little more about it. So it might be about 30 minutes long. I don't know yet. But we'll see as we go. So um one of so real quickly I'm going to say spoiler alert. Um but now that I'm done saying spoiler alert, let's get in. So first I'm going to read the summary up of the back. And then I'm gonna talk about my favorite part in the first few chapters and then I'm gonna talk about my reactions when I was reading it for the first time and we'll go from there <laughs> so Harry's second year at Hogwarts is rife is <sighs> with fresh torments and horrors including the outrageously stuck-up new professor Gilderoy Lockhart a spirit a spirit a spirit named moaning myrtle who haunts the girls bathroom and an on and the unwanted attentions of Ron Weasley's no younger sister, Ginny. But when these minor, but when these seem minor, the strong trouble begins. And someone or something starts turning Hogwarts students to stone. Could it be Draco Malfoy or a poisonous rival than ever, or more poisonous rival than ever? Could it possibly be Hagrid, whose mysterious past is finally revealed? Or could... Or could it be everyone in Hogwarts most suspects? Harry Potter himself. And so the quote on the back is, Harry Potter must not go to Hogwarts, Dobby. So... So my favorite quote from this book 
is because that's what Hermione does. When in doubt, go to the library. Because I just thought that would be something that I would always do. Because, I mean, when you have a humongous library full of magic and the history of magic, I would literally live in there. Yeah, let's keep talking about the book. Alrighty, now let's talk about the book in particular. So I'm going to start by talking about the first few chapters. Okay, so I think... So... I was not, um, when I first read it, the beginning wasn't that interesting, because it was just Harry, and and this was before Dobby, and I was just like, I thought it wasn't that interesting, because I mean, like, it was Harry and the Dursleys, and the Dursleys were talking about a big order of, a big order of grills, drills he was hoping to make same mistake i made in the first episode um and um it's like and it's like where is this going and then dobby walks in and i'm like "Uh, i don't trust you (laughs) like it literally yelled so I uh, like I have this notebook set aside of me and I like wrote and I just like opened up the page and I was like I don't trust Dobby. Turned out no one should. So yeah. Note to self, if you ever if you ever come across with Dobby, don't trust him. <laughs> um but in the later books, Dobby turns out to be a better person. Um, so I was like, oh snap, Harry's busted. And then I was like, and then what the Dursley did as punishment, I would have just said, son, you're grounded. No TV, no computer, no computer, no playing with your friends. You can go outside. I don't want you in the stinking house always. And you just... You know, just go on, go on out. Enjoy the fresh air. Enjoy going to the playground. Don't play on your computer or on your electronic device for a month. That's what I would have done if, you know, if I accused, if I, if I saw him doing something like that, even though he, he didn't do it. And I mean, like, what the Dursleys did, I was I was like, uh, I see a few problems here. Because I mean, like, you were literally turning your, you are literally turning your nephew, you were literally, you're, you're turning your nephew, which you quote unquote, grace, gracefully gave into your quote unquote, humble home. Um, and then you lock him up, put bars on him, and he's not, and he's only allowed to go out of his room to go to the bathroom during scheduled times, and gets meals three times a day through a cat door. I would have, like, thought, thought, when I went, 
if I were to go to the bathroom, I would just run downstairs and call, like, run downstairs, grab, like, a house phone and call the cops. Because, I mean, like, I'm, like, I see a few problems here. So, that was my thoughts. And I hadn't really been a fan of Fred and George because, I mean, like, they were, like, you see them and you think that they're kind of funny. And, I mean, like, but if you dig deeper and reread the books, you're, like, oh, these kids are, like, mean. They're, like, <laughs> I just don't get them. But they do have a lot of placement in the book. So that's the one thing that I like about them. And so... Um... Oh, what was I saying? Um... <laughs> I just lost my train of thought for some reason. <laughs> Um, is it talking about? Oh yeah. Um, so that was it. What I thought about Fred and George, but like in the second book, when I saw him like coming to rescue Harry, it's like I have a little bit of a better feeling about these cats, but I still have a feeling they're up to no good. But I mean, like I was so happy that they're on their way to help Harry, which I was super happy about having that happen. So, yeah. Um. So, I was super excited about that. When they took Harry. And. And I loved. And I loved how the Weasley. I love how the Weasley. I love how the Weasley twins tend to think take ordinary things and turn them into good uses for wizards because when they use the hairpin they say most wizards find these most wiz wizards find these tricks useless but we put them to some use that was something that i love that like you're a wizard but you're using things that muggles would use which is probably one of my favorite things that they did um, so they don't really do a lot of good things that you would put on your favorite list. So, yeah. Um, so now we're going to talk further than the first few chapters and talk about, well, the overall whole, whole book. Some characters, my favorite, least favorite characters, and then we're going to dig deep. Oh. <laughs> Let's start talking about the all-over book. Um, I gotta get a little more comfortable. Though I already am pretty comfortable in my Hogwarts alumni sweatshirt that I'm wearing that I bought today. It's probably one of the best things that I got when I was at the mall. But enough talking about my alumni shirt. Um, anyway, let me continue talking about, well, the book. Um... So, honestly, I, I mean, like, I love all the Harry Potter books. You're, you're going to have to say me. So, I'm probably going to say this for, like, all the books. But this book was not my favorite. But it was, like, one of my favorite books in the series. Because, I mean, like, 
I mean, these kids are 12 and they're dealing with like, they're dealing with so much stuff going on. I mean, like, if you look at a giant snake, you die. If you look at it, if you look at its reflection, you become petrified for who knows how long. And I mean, like, I just think, like, from, like, from, like, being, like, oh, it's just something. It's not really, like, it's not really noticeable that there's something going wrong in the first book. But in the second book, it's just, like, it's so noticeable. I mean, like, (laughs) um, I love how from all the data that Harry has gotten of Draco in the first book, he immediately suspects that Davi is the Malfoy's elf. But, spoiler alert, if you haven't read any of the later books, and maybe you want to pause this, or skip ahead, um, that Dobby is actually, even though Dobby actually is their elf, but he also suspects them he also suspects Malfoy is the heir of Slytherin, and Malfoy let the Basilisk come out. And Malfoy is the one who's petrifying all the Muggles, all the Muggleborns. So, I thought that was kind of funny and a little stupid of Harry, because, I mean, he didn't actually have much evidence proving that Malfoy actually did do this. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm going, anyway, so I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about, like, um, (laughs) um, uh, what was I saying? Um. Oh, yeah. I didn't really like Gilderoy Lockhart. Because, I mean, like, most people say he's funny. And I'm like... Is he really a teacher? Like, I want you... Like, what you think about it. Is he honestly really a teacher? <laughs> I mean, honestly. Oh... <gasps> Um, so yeah, um, um, what else was I going to talk about? Um, I'm gonna continue talking about some stuff. (laughs) I'm just like, I lost my train of thought for something. Okay, um. What was I talking about? I totally just lost my train of thought for some reason. Um. This happens when you're recording. Um, oh yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart. I just don't really get the point of having a teacher that 
doesn't actually teach. I mean, like, you're sort of missing the whole point of teaching. I mean, like, Harry, Harry, Harry verbally explains. I haven't, he hasn't learned anything. He hasn't learned anything in defense against the dark arts, except not to be a kid who, who survived the, the un, who as a baby survived the Avada Kedavra curse. <laughs> that's basically one of the, that's basically the only thing he learned. Um... So, um, yeah, that was one of my, what, that was honestly my, mm, I don't get, um, things about that. I mean, like, cause, I mean, like, I don't have a lot of preferences about Harry Potter, but one of my preferences that I would have to go with is I mean like it's that um is that like honestly like and I mean like as a reader you're also learning this too you're learning it you're learning about defenses against against the dark arts and you're learning about like teaching and stuff like that but in this one you actually don't which is one of the things that upset upset me but i mean like there was also a bunch of good things in it i mean like and one of the things that i thought was like really cool that something in other books i haven't really seen and it is the um and it is that like spoiler this is gonna be a spoiler alert for the fourth book too so i mean like in this book it's like hermione turns into a cat with the um what is it called um trying to think of the name right now um (laughs) um Um, um, the polyjuice potion. Um, and it's like, oh, her, oh, Hermione tur- turns into a cat. That's a cute detour. But it is literally the thing that powers the entire fourth book. Because I mean, like, you honestly like, how could he afford them? It's like. You weren't expecting it, and you were like, wait a second, this was in the fourth book. I mean, the second book. This is such an important element that no one else got. Even though it really isn't, but still. So I thought that was one of the coolest things that I liked about that. Um... And so now we are going to talk about my least favorite and least favorite characters of the book.
Thank you so much for tuning in to listen to episode two of Harry Potter Mania. I'm your host, Abby. I hope you all have enjoyed it. I hope you all have enjoyed today's episode, and I hope you have a Harry Potter filled week. Get your hands on some merch, and go ahead and enjoy this beautiful week. Bye!